0: We're so excited to share this teaching message with you from Sikamo Church, Ibado, Nigeria. We believe God knows you and loves you. And through his word, he expresses his plans and purposes for your life. We hope that you open up your heart and really sense God speak to you through this message from our pastor, Tolulokwe Mudi. Let's get right into the service and be blessed by this message.
1: Father, thank you so much that we can gather and we can lean around your word this morning. I pray that you're going to make your word so simple that we would understand. But let it be so profound that it will make a mark in our lives forever. Give us a word on Sunday that we can build our Monday upon. Thank you so much for the incredible things you're doing in our church, in our lives as a family. We are so grateful. We love you, God. We give you the glory. And we thank you because next season Liverpool, will win the league and the Champions League. And everybody said amen. Everybody said Amen. 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 Say hi to two, three people around you. Help me thank the team this morning for a great job. Thank you, guys. And then we can get up into God's Word. Hey, start my time again. I just started. Um, thank you. Okay, uh, I, I want to speak to you for a few moments this morning. One of the things we love to do every time, just somewhere building up into that anniversary season, we just like to be talking about that concept of a journey. Because as a church, we are on a journey. It's been seven incredible years of what God has been doing in our church and we are so grateful and humbled by that and this morning I just want to share a little thought with you I'm going to call are you kidding me are you kidding me I'm gonna look at somebody next to you and ask that like with an attitude like are you you kidding me me?" hey do you like who you're next to this morning Uh, tell 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 somebody it's great being around you you are you're like the best neighbor I could have today yeah yeah dream come true no don't I mean if it's like opposite sex and you haven't like don't start going too far like just you know All right um I wonder if you have ever been pranked you know um maybe you prank your parents growing up grew up in that kind of adventurous life where you know I grew up with three brothers four boys in five years pranking was our thing you know we would do things we would do things that as I look back now as I look back to 20 25 years ago now I'm like guy you you tried like that was good right um, and I just start to look at my son and I'm just praying I pray he won't do such to me you know <laughs> things like like good pranks right um, they maybe you can remember stuff you did on your parents and stuff like that, whatever kind of pranks you could play, depending on the kind of background you had. Some of you could go home and just say things like, maybe as a teenager, you went home and said things like, mom, I, I think, maybe you just started spitting around, then you, know, you did like one of throw throat, but then you're like, come, come, you know, say, I think I'm pregnant, and, you know, and all of that. I like, ah, yeah, phone well, okay, you know, whatever happened, you know, um, and all of that. But some of you couldn't even play such pranks, because if you go home and say, that, I think I'm pregnant, they would just laugh. You, that we have never even seen a boy around, like, it's not even possible, you know. So the kind of pranks you could play, you are so Christian that you would go home and say things like, um, that I won the first position in the singing competition in youth fellowship. Then everybody at the now says, I actually won the memory verse competition, you know, t- things like that. Like you are just really good Christians and stuff like that, right? Or, or maybe the pranks was not even you to your parents. What about when your parents were pranking you? You know, maybe you had adventurous parents like I would set up a prank and, you know, really do stuff. It depends on what you call it. You might not really see it as a prank. But, you know, if a store came and gave you money and they said things like, let me help you keep it for the next time we are traveling so you buy something. You know, anybody um, like that, you know, they, they kept it for you. You know, so so recently, we had, like, a family wedding, and my daughter, they called her to, like, read something, and, you know, these engagement, traditional things, and so people were dropping money and all, and the woman entered my daughter's head, she packed all the money, you know, you know, people were just amazed that this four-year-old girl was reading, so people, they, you know, engagements, like they packed money, right, babe, how much was it, I can't remember, but they packed in, like, a nylon for her, the woman outside telling her, don't give that a mommy, don't, you know, I of that, I said, no problem, you know, just know that you start paying rent in my house. Just, just, just know that where you sleep, your bed, you pay for your bed space, you know, and stuff like that, right? Um, yeah, but, but but wonder what pranks could, maybe it was even pranks on your friends. Maybe you were the kind of person that would set up a friend, you know, and stuff like that, right? Um, I remember growing up, um, one of my brothers, you know, used to do stuff like, he would just say, let's drive out and stuff, and we'd drive out. Then he can just stop and say, ah, can you hear that noise from the car? You two, you calm down. He has gone home you would trek home, you know, stuff like that. I've done it for a few of my guys here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But I wonder, wonder what it, it was probably like for you. But it's just this pranking world, you know, parents and kids, kids and parents. But how about when we even come around like God? And, you know, we, you probably p- play pranks on God. Um, also, we, we do. I mean, we play pranks on God. Like, God, let's just play a game. Um, one time my daughter was so on my, like, last nerve, like, disturbing nerve, I'm like... Hey, girl, let's play a game. Just sit down. She's like, okay. She sat down. I said, cross your leg. I said, keep quiet for five minutes. Let's try. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't last 15 seconds. Let's not about it, right? you know. But, but, but how about when we, like, play pranks on God? Like, you know, we come around church and we're like, okay, God, let's do this game. You pretend that you are the human being and I am God. So, so I deserve the worship. So things like we're even in a worship service and everybody's worshiping God. You're like, no, me and God, we're doing something. I don't worship him; he worships me. So you came into church; you just feel like everything is set up for your worship. You know, you are told to sit somewhere. You can't sit there because you know I am God. I choose. You know, it's just everything must serve me. You know that kind. Of, or, or maybe, we, maybe we do another one on God. It's like look God, let's act this game that you don't know what goes on online. You only know what goes on in a church building. So you are only in church. Pretend that you are not anywhere else. God, yeah, let's do it. So I can come to church and I can act the part. Then I can go out. And, 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 you know, just do anything. Yeah, God, we're just, it's a prank. We, we know what we're doing, you know. Or God doesn't have data, so he doesn't see internet. He doesn't know what's up. God, let's act like you don't see browsing history. You know, so anyway, stuff like that. Okay, what about if God says, I want to play prank on you? And God now says, okay, guys, I, like, yeah, let, me, let me do something. Genesis 12, verse 1. God comes to Abraham. God is like, Abraham, come. Now, the Lord said to Abraham, get out of your country. From your family, some of you are like, Get out of your country. That's not prank, that's prophecy. <laughs> counter, counter. God comes and says, Get out of your country from your father and from your father's house to a land that I would show you. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm like, You know, God, you're kidding. Like, let's be serious. Like, I should go, okay, fine, I'm going. Where? Yeah, I'll show you. How, do you. how do you tell me to go, like, basically go nowhere? Like, go, like, where am I going? Get out. Like, what do I pack? Who do I say bye-bye to? Who do I tell? Who do I not tell? Who do I hand over? Do I take everything? What do I not take? How long am I staying? Like, like all the questions, right? Like, we're traveling. What do we need? God says, just go. Just go. To a land that I will show you. I leaves me with a lot of questions. I'm like, God, are you playing a prank? I'm like, no, I'm for real. I'm for real. Travel. Start to journey. Like, I'm for real. Travel. I will show you where we are going. are you kidding me no no. now we all know like parking is different for different people right Um, you're you're traveling a guy a guy is going to spend two days somewhere like he just goes you know you even think he's just going to work he just carries like his normal office bag um, for two days a lady is going to her friends for two days you think she's relocating you know so why? Why do you anyway? But what is Abraham to take? So Abraham is trying to explain to Sarah, "Babe, let's travel. Okay, what do we take? Let's just go. What exactly? Do I need to take the egg slicer? You know. But but you know what's interesting, and what I'm going to show us this morning is that every one of us really, God is inviting us to that kind of journey. That that we think about God as. You know, God is God, we worship God, and we're doing life. But God thinks about it as I'm inviting you to a journey. God thinks about it, and God speaks to us in the conversation of, you know what, you're doing a journey. You are doing a journey. You're actually doing a journey. You think about it as I'm doing stuff, I'm raising a family, I'm building a career, I'm trying to do school, I'm working a job, I I have kids I'm looking out for, I'm doing, you know, all of that. You think about it as I am doing life, God thinks about it as you are doing a journey. And what I'm going to show you in a few moments is that as you embrace that journey concept, we're not, you're not just a Christian, you're not just, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian, I gave my life to Christ. You are doing a journey. You are you're doing a journey. God invites us to a journey. And as I think about that journey concept today, as I think about how, you know, we are called to do a journey and the things that start to frame it, when God says journey, we are thinking of journey and we're thinking, oh, maybe we're moving from one place to another. But God is is talking about a journey and he's not even specifying a place you are going. In other words, we think about journey as transportation, as moving from place to place. God thinks about journey as transformation, as changing us from one thing to another. We think about journey as as movement, as, you know, it's all about the place. God says it's all about you and what I'm doing in you. Because by the time you read this verse 1 and God is saying to Abraham, now look at verse 2. God says, I will make you a great nation. You hear journey and you think God is saying, I will take you to. Jesus says, you know what? Hey, he's calling disciples and he's saying, follow me. You hear, follow me and I will take you. No, he says, follow me and I will make you. He's using the word make. Why are you using the word make? Because he's telling you to come on a journey in which he will make you. He's not just taking you to places. He says, I'll make you a great nation. I'll bless you. I'll make your name great. And you shall. I'll bless those who bless you. Curse those who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. And so what I think I can do today is that I can help us be a bit conscious of that journeying thing that we're all on. That we're not just surviving or passing through seasons or, you know, waiting for destinations or for our lives to change or that and that. But I hope I can help you with that concept of we are on a journey. As I think about the story of our church, and as I think about, you know, the people of our church, as I look at lives, as I get to have conversations with people, you know what I keep seeing? It's just that we are called to be on a journey, that God is inviting every one of us. And if you don't get anything out of this today, I pray that you're going to walk out of those doors with that sense of, you know what, I'm on a journey, I'm on a journey. You just need to know that. It needs to frame your thinking that I'm on a journey, that God is inviting me to a journey. That's what I'm called to be doing. The journey is not as much about you getting anywhere. As much as it's about you becoming something, you know, if you grow up in church life, you know those lines are. The preacher would just come up and he would preach good, and he would encourage, you and he would say stuff like, "You will get there." He I "I amen." I said you will get there. You guys are not vibing me. I said you will get there. Sometimes you want to ask him, where. Where? There's this old song, If you're ready, come go with me. Like, it's all about going. But, God is saying journey and he's not even talking about place. He's talking about making you something. <laughs> God is all about making us. We think journey as transportation. God says it's transformation. As we walk with God and as we journey with him, we're going to be thinking about what he's, what he's making us. Not just the places he's taking us. In fact, when it comes to a conversation of places, he's taking you to places because of something he's doing in you. Not that you get to a place then God starts to figure out what to do in you. He takes you to places because of something he's doing in you. In other words, what's in the lead of God's conversation with you is that I'm doing something in you. I can take you anywhere in the world. I can. God is telling Abraham, "Get out of your own country." And you are like, "Amen." That's my word for there. He said to Isaac, "Stay in that land." He will take you to places. Not first of all because ah, this land is dry. That one is no, 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 no. You can be in Egypt but be in Goshen, right? You can be in Egypt but be in Goshen. Somehow that's our story, in Nigeria. Isn't it? <laughs> that's our story. We need a Goshen. <laughs> Can run out, you can be in the land of the Hittites, and of the Jebusites, and of the of the I'm oh, no, sorry, of the... God will take you to places because of what he's doing in you. So Jesus will take his disciples to mountains sometimes, to pray, to be transfigured, to do stuff. He'll take them to the Garden of Gethsemane. They would follow him. You almost get that picture of Jesus and his disciples, like, the are we just traveling, sir? You know, before, and they arose, and they entered Jericho, and they came, and they came to Jericho, like, these guys, they walk out, like, they're just always... So he's taking them to places, but at the end of the day, what did he invite them to? He didn't say, come with me, and you'll become a tourist. No, he said, come with me, and I will make you something. At the end of the day, it's a transformation, that he's watching them and saying, oh, you know, little faith. When we're in the storm, I put you in a storm, not because I, we're trying to, no, I put you in a storm because I'm building something in you. It's of all about you, what I'm doing in you, not even anything happening around. God thinks journey, and he's thinking what he's making us, he's transforming us. The point of the journey is that we are becoming, and that must shape how we travel. So today, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell you four things about how we travel. Four things about this journey of life. Whatever that is for you, doing life, you know, building a career, building, you know, doing school, um, building a home, building a marriage, raising children. Whatever it is, you know, being in church, starting out a new life group season today. Whatever that is in your context, you know, going on Couples Connect Love venture on Friday. Or C- Compass Connect We. Uh, I, don't, I didn't get the name of the program, but I, just, I know they were saying we, you know. Uh, or whatever Connect, you know, whatever you're doing. I hope that I can show you a journey concept. So the first thing I'm going to say is that we must be traveling light. We must be traveling light. You know, at some point when you understand it's a journey, then you start to realize not everything can go. When you understand it's a journey, I can't go with everything. I can't go with everything, friends ladies you can go with everything where you are going you will find a mirror where you are going do you understand what i'm saying you can't go a guy understands that if i have my atm card i don't even need the atm card i just need my phone and power bank a guy understands he can he can do anything but a lady just feels what if when we get where we're going the kind of something they are selling there the color of the eyelashes are not the same as the one the shade of my do you, understand? you just take everything but at some point, when you understand it's a journey, you have to realize the burden to travel lighter. And this is the concept of life, friends, that at some point, it's not a question of, is it good, is it bad? At some point, it's a question of, is it right? You know, when, 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 when you go to the motor park and, you know, good old Nigerian motor park, especially those long-distance journey, bad on to Meduguri, you know, my wife can tell you about it. You know, my wife's schooled in the University of Meduguri. And, you know, just we're not suspects, we don't know Boko Haram, I promise I don't, don't, don't come and say ah, I, you know, we're not, right, but you know, so she used to do these cross country journeys and all, when you get to those parts and you see everybody bring their bags and stuff, and you see that moment where, you know, they'll just say, are you go- just sit inside, put your bag outside, don't worry then when the bus is full there are those two guys that will just come, oh yeah where are the bags, and then they have this way, it's a mystery it's a mystery under the sun of how all those bags will be joined to the vehicle it's a mystery. You'll be saying, this mouth is there. Don't forget, but it's there. Uh, where you, you just sit tucked into one corner somewhere. Even if we need to leave the jack and the spare time, somewhere you enter, you know. But when you, are, when you are flying, which is a good concept of life, you see there's a height that you're going to travel in life. That you start to realize, not everything. I have 23 kg. You check the bag at home. You have carried it. <sighs> You wait, it's 27. You now start looking at everything. Do you, you start looking. Why, for God's sake, am I taking it away? Show me the clothes I wore yesterday. Don't no, let's talk about it. Don't no, let's talk about it. Don't no, let's talk about it. Don't no, let's, no, let's, no, let's talk about it. But you start to analyze everything. When, when the Bible says that Jesus was born and wise men came to meet him, I'm of the opinion that there were also women that saw the star. But they were still parking. The men. The men have moved. Why are we packing toothpaste? But friends, this must be how you think about life. Honestly, traveling light—it's a journey. Carry everything. Not every relationship, every everything. You are doing world PRo. Want to carry the whole world to be pleased to understand what you are trying to think? Travel light. Travel light. Not everything good is right. It's not every 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 gathering that is not bad. Is it bad? Is it bad? It's not every gathering you go. It's not every wedding that you must buy there, shall it be? Travel light. Travel light. Look at your wardrobe. You see all oh, manner, this, that, my <laughs> travel light. In fact, you would realize that the burden of our generation, and hear me well, friends, the burden of our generation as Christians, I think we deal with more distraction than even evil in itself. It's just more about good things that are, not, that are not the right things. Good things that create a burden that you can be so engaged from morning till night. You come back home busy, but you are not productive. You are not fruitful in the assignment and calling of God over your life. Is it not Jesus that told a parable in Matthew 13 about the field where there was good seed? What did the enemy do? He didn't want to take it away, he added his own. So you are spending energy on more things than you should. Travel light. It's a journey. It's not every music that you can afford to listen to. The song is not vulgar. It's not every music that you can afford to listen to. Do you know the difference in five minutes between listening to... Oh man, Sikama Worship's album is coming out this month, by the way. Do you know, do you know the difference of five minutes of listening to edification versus listening to something that is not bad, Shah? Do you know what it's doing on your journey? Do you know what it's doing in your mind? Here you are in a world that is already throwing everything negative on your mind. You need the power of building this thing, of getting the right influence on your mind. And you are busy arguing and justifying. It's not every article that you need to read. It's not every argument you need to participate in. It's all you're, uh, once saved, forever saved. What is your theological opinion? I've already gone. I don't even just have the time. It's not every question that you need to answer. Travel light. Let me look at somebody this morning and say travel light. In Colossians chapter 1, I love in the message Bible. The Bible is saying, you know, from verse 27 into 29 about the mystery in a nutshell, this thing being Christ. Then it goes on to speak about maturity. It says to be mature is to be basic. Do you see that last line? To be mature is to be basic. When I saw that line, it radicalized my life. To be mature is to be basic. It's to be getting the right things. To be mature is to be basic. They'll tell you the same thing in music. To be mature is to be basic. To be mature is to be basic. Not everything can go. We are plagued by a generation of distractions and all of that, all of that. The goal is to be lighter. Do you know how I'll describe it to you? I feel the goal is to be lighter and then heavier about what we are lighter with. The goal is to narrow our lives down and then become more about the, what we have been narrowed down to. The woman comes to Elisha in 2nd Kings in chapter 4 and she tells him, You know what? My husband is dead, the creditors have come. He said, What do you have left when you are reduced to that thing that really the miracle is in the oil? The miracle is not in everything else. The problem is that you had oil, but you also had other things. So you didn't even know you needed a miracle. But when she was narrowed down to say, all I have is oil, then she saw the more of that oil that was in her hand. What some of you don't know is that you are trying to do too much. I told them in first service, sometimes it's not a question of having more friends. It's a question of having more friendship. That's what some of you don't know. When you meet people that are the people. You know, those days when I go and preach... Every, you know, I mean, it happens. You go, guest minister. After everybody run after. I want you to be my mentor. I need your number. You don't need many. You want to have a list of... You see some people when you scroll, you see 30 pastors, pastors, some pastors. So they feel more safe and secure because of that. So if anything happens to me, I know who to call. When you find the right ones, you need more in that than more of everything. Do you understand what I'm saying? Probably light. Travel light. Connected to your church family. It's not by the number of churches and programs you attend. Uh, revival night, you are there. Power resurrection night, you are there. Morning glory, you are there. Afternoon revival, you are there. You don't need more. You need more of something. So you, you don't even have. Uh, do you, are, are you hearing me this morning? Travel light. Come and look at somebody next to you say, Travel light. The second thing I'm going to say to you this morning is travel within travel within because when you think about that journey you know many times we are thinking about journey and we're just thinking about the places this journey must get us you know some of you are listening to me and all you are saying is as you say journey all i'm thinking is canada all i'm hearing is canada when you get to that point then i'm ready for you i are not are talking you know you're just thinking about the journey as places but here's what i'll show you do you know the truth when you think about a journey with god the journey is happening more within you than even outside that it's a journey of what's going on inside of you that God is saying there's a journey happening within you, a journey of transformation, a journey of what I'm doing, a journey of change, a journey of building you, of making you, of shaping your life going on on the inside. Travel within. The journeys outside are really put into context by the journey going on inside. Some of you think that you're on a journey towards all the biggest platforms in the world and all of that. All, and that's all you are seeing and you don't understand that it's God building character in you that can carry what he wants to put you on. Listen to me, if you ever stand in a place and the light on you is more than the light within you, it will destroy you. If you ever stand, tell you, you know what, I just know my dream in the last 20 years is that I'm going to get to the top of the top, man, the topmost top, man. Top go to the top of the topmost top, man. Top it will destroy you if on your inside you are not getting larger. There's a journey that must be happening within. And so when God says journey, he's not just calling us to go, he's calling us to grow. He's calling us to become. He's calling us to grow. He's calling us to grow. How many look at somebody and say grow, grow, grow. Grow, grow, grow. Say it with like a, with some compelling force. Say grow. Don't miss the point. Don't miss where the journey is happening. You must be growing, growing in an assurance, growing in faith. Growing. Growing, growing in your level of trust. Growing. If if I, if like one year ago, this was this thing used to get me worried. This year it is still getting me worried. You are not growing. You must be growing in how much authority you have over anxiety. You must be growing in your level of dependence on God. I told them in first service, do you know why a teacher repeats lessons? Do you know why a teacher will come today and say, today, two times three is equal to four. He will now come tomorrow and say the same thing. He say, ah, why? Are you You know why? Because you didn't get it last time. The reason why some of you are still in the same, 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 oh, God changed my season. It's because you have not gotten what he's telling you. It's teaching you to come to a place of trust, to grow to grow on the inside grow in generosity are you growing in generosity friends are you growing it's not just a fancy thing for christians generosity is the pathway that god calls us to live our lives the real way to know if i'm growing as on my journey with jesus one of the ways to know it is that i'm growing in generosity growing every spiritual gift you can you know pray in tongues more than you all growing in generosity Heard what Paul said to the Corinthians, I see that you guys are bound in many things, but eh, this thing called generosity, see to it that you are bound in it. It's a hallmark of being a Christian. Because that's how we receive life, it's the generosity of God that we live in. And when we understand that this whole journey is God saying, I want to make you more like myself. Then if God is generous, I must be becoming more generous. Mark chapter 3 verse 14, Jesus called his disciples to himself. Jesus was calling his disciples. Look at this. He called 12. He appointed 12. Look at that. That they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach. Do you see the first thing? It's a being with him. It's him rubbing off on us. It's us becoming more like him. And then out of that, we get to go out to do whatever. Whether to preach, whether to build the business, whether to raise the family, whatever expression, it starts from being with him. That rubbing off of God on us. You can say, I'm growing in generosity. You can say I'm growing in grace. That God atmosphere over my life. That thing that comes by just praying, by just being in the word of God. By just, that I'm growing in grace. I'm growing in grace. Grace is, is, like an atmosphere over my life. It's something that we are called to growing. And God says, you know what friends, this journey is happening inside you. It's not just a journey to go, it's a journey to grow. That you're growing in knowledge. Growing knowledge. What have you done deliberately in the last Six months to say I'm becoming more knowledgeable. What have you done? Growing knowledge. People just think about destinations and they don't think about the knowledge that carries destination. They'll say, men, By the end of this year, I must be in my husband's house. I must be in my husband's house. By the end of this year. By the end of this year. What have you done to even grow as a woman that is desirable you? as you are? If you are the opposite, will you marry yourself? You also know. You are just praying that somebody will be scammed and marry you. Growing knowledge. Ah, I want to marry by next year. Have you read a book on marriage? Have you read? You go to school. You are avoiding knowledge, but you desire to pass. You think the goal of schooling is that we should pass. So you come and pray prayers like the one I read should come out. My testimony everybody have a testimony. I'm in medical school. I just thank God I didn't even read anything, but here I am. I, mean, I will never come to your hospital. My family, my, ch- will never come. The goal was not first for you to pass; it was for you to know. Okay, that's not good enough. Let's say you're a pilot. You now come here to give testimony that in aviation school I never—I was always going for evangelism. I was always in church, but here I am today, a licensed pilot. I want to fly you. Me. growing knowledge what you do you say oh I saw clothes you saw clothes we don't even know (laughs) growing knowledge you're like oh this is what you intended (laughs) growing systems See, this is what, when God says, Abraham, come and travel with me. Do you know why, do you know why I'm saying all of this? Eventually, as you track the journey of Abraham, do you know the truth, friends? You will never find a place in your scripture where it's like God said, Abraham, come and go to this land. And then Abraham is like, oh, now I've arrived in the land. You will not find it in your Bible. You will not find a place where Abraham got to a destination. And that was the goal of this journey. So what was God inviting Abraham to? God was inviting Abraham to a journey of all of this that I'm showing you. Eventually, all that we see is that Abraham became, he became, he became a father of many nations. He became a father. He became a warrior. He became a tither. He became more generous. He was tested. He became, he became, he became. In him, nations were blessed. Does it not occur to you that, in fact, when it comes to destinations, the Bible says that he was wandering about? He didn't, he was waiting, looking forward to a city, but he was becoming. Does it not occur to you that perhaps what matters more to God is not what country you live, it's who you are. It's what he's shaping in you. What are you becoming? Growing systems, how you do things. you developing yourself, your systems. The third thing I'll say this morning, I said traveling light, I said traveling within. The third thing I'll say is traveling right. Traveling right. I mean like ah, But if I said traveling light, Traveling right. Why does the other one not rhyme? You two, give me what that rhymes. I didn't find. Traveling right. Here's what I'll say to you, friends. You know, at some point, this journey has to be about the right directions. Not just about, you know, I'm traveling, what life looks like to me. You can't say that you are going out and then you get to a T-junction and then you make decisions based on how you feel. There's the right way to go. We can't get to the junction there and say we're going to UI. Are we turning left or right? If you are left, it is left. You don't say I'm the kind of person I always turn right. You don't say I'm the kind of me, the way I do my things. No, 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 no. The way I was brought up, we turn right. You travel right. You don't, you don't do what you feel like doing at some point when you understand it's a journey. Oh, let's go back to the flight. The pilot is about to land. He sees the wrong way. He now says I'm just the kind of person that in the night, I like to talk. You don't do what you feel like doing. You do what is right. It is a journey, friends. I just feel like sampling the relationship. I just feel like. I just feel like. Don't overrate your feelings. I just feel like dying. Don't overrate your feelings. Ah no, no, no. I'm the kind of person I give everybody a piece of my mind. Where has it taking you? A distributing peace. They said be generous with things that are substance. that you are distributing. Has it got to you? Don't very how you feel, friends. Travel right. You know, you're going to deal with people. You're going to deal with offense. You're going to deal with life happening. This is the journey. This is the nature of the journey. And you can wake up in church this morning and you are the kind of person you're saying, you know what, I, 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 I'm just believing God I'm, and all these things. I mean, people are just, listen, these are the things that God is using to shape your journey. And at the end of the day, here's what I'll tell you. You know what, God, God wants you to have a purer heart through this whole journey. God wants your heart to be made right through this journey. God is working all these variables in your life for you to be a right person from the inside. There's a journey going on in you. I always talk about your heart attitudes as a Christian. That you must find this thing in your heart to be content without being satisfied. That everywhere I am along this journey, there's a contentment. That's the gratitude. I'm grateful. I take it in stride. But I'm lifting up my eyes to the more that God is doing. You must find it in your heart to be merry without, without, without being s- merry but sober. Merry but sober. Merry and sober. There's a merriment as a Christian. And there's a soberness that we live with. You don't uh, you, I just went for party. I, yeah, I didn't even know what I was doing again. There's merriment with soberness. Do you understand what I'm saying? Everybody was just laughing. You have laughed to, to the point that you are even just misbehaving. Then you get home just feeling, what have I been doing? Anybody, has it happened to you before? You just talk. Merry but sober. Patient, but not sluggish. We are called to travel a journey with patience. That's crazy. You know, you think about traveling, you think about speed, man. Need for speed. But you're called to be patient without being sluggish. What does patience look like? Patience looks like process. Patience looks like understanding through the journey of everything you are doing. Whether it's life, whether it's school, whether it's um, you know, work, whether it's raising a family. That God works through process. God does. Even in 2021, God works through process. God works process. You take up a job, work the job, and grow in your career. You know what I'm saying? All this, uh, you start today, day, um, 24-hour miracle thing. You cannot scam God. God is not a Yahoo boy. Or, you know, how do I even put it? Is it God that's the Yahoo? boy you? You can't, you don't do Yahoo on God. Listen to what patience looks like. Patience looks like a farmer that goes to a a farmland. He plants something. And then he goes back home. His wife says, "Uh, you went to work. He says, yes. What did you bring? I'm doing something. I'm in a process. He goes back the next day, waters it. He comes back. Where is what you are doing? Wait for it. That's what patience looks like. It starts to grow. We start to see, you know, it's not that it's just buried forever. you go going every day, go every day. Where's what you are doing? Just wait. I'm being patient. No, no, no. It's growing. we see First, you know, it starts to sprout out. We see the leaves. Do you understand? Then we come to a harvest of the fruit. That's what patience looks like. That I can look at my life and say, you know what? I'm walking a season. I'm walking a journey. I'm doing this. That's what patience looks like. Patience is not, you know, doing yahoo. It's not what Christians do. Amen. 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 Somebody next to you didn't say amen and he's sweating. Just say calm down. Amen. Calm down. Don't try and turn God to that. Understand God works processes in your life. Honestly. Just wake up one day, like today, by, by the miracle of... You know why people look for miracles like... So there are different kinds of miracles. Sorry, let me just digress a moment. There are different kinds of miracles and understanding of miracles. Being here in a church family is a miracle. What could have joined everybody here together? This is a miracle. This is not ordinary. I don't know you from anywhere. Many of you, many of you, we met on the road, not seen join us. But here we are saying family. Is it not a miracle? We were all headed for death and destruction in hell. Look at us here. Is this not a miracle? In the first service, we made an invitation. People got saved again this morning. Is it not a miracle? So there are miracles that we live in every day. There are miracles that are like corrective miracles. Uh, the people that are disturbing your husband should be turned back to him. Your family that did not remember, you know, those kind of miracles. Do you know why we're looking for them? Because we've missed process. If you and your husband prepared well for marriage, why are voices turning him against you? Do you understand what I'm saying? So many of you here are young. If you are younger than me, I think you are young. Because I still like to argue that I'm young. My wife told me the other day that you're going to be 35. I said no. I said oh it's true. You know. We have the opportunity to build our lives constructively. Don't waste that opportunity. To be building systems. To be growing as a person. Growing in character. Growing in character. Character. I pray you would have a character that can carry the charisma God will pour on your life. You see, at some point, if you chase anointing, you will find it. But at some point, it can become anointing. When it mixes with bad character, anointing is an anointing. You see, I'm moving power. Whoa, 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 power. There will be power, but it will be sour. Grow with him. Somebody told me many years ago, said God is going to do amazing things in your life. Don't make light of every investment towards being a right person. Building accountability, building structures, loving people, forgiving. Eh? You say, I will never, I will get back. Grow. You to look at it for the last two years. You have been on that spot. Grow. I mean, look at somebody say, he's talking to you. Talking. I sense this one is for you. I sense it. Grow. Okay. Be assured, but be teachable. That's the kind of hard. You must have be principled, be, be principled but not rigid. Be assured, but be teachable. Like, can God's word change your mind? Can God's word change the way you think? There, I can't count the number of people that come to church. Here, you preach all you want to preach. When you don't preaching, do not do everything you want to do. They will just say that the way me I am. I, you open Bible you open Bible, you show them, oh, look at the scripture you say, eh. where, what I was saying <laughs> how do you do it be teachable be teachable, you don't know as much as you think you know, every one of us including me, don't know as much as you think you know, that should be a humbling reality, you come to church with an attitude to learn do you pick up your Bible to read with an attitude to learn? With a, you know, do you go into conversations? You know, people come into conversations and they, they talk you everything they know and walk away. You want to say, hmm, something. Let me tell you the, 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 the last thing. And Tim, come, let me close. The last thing I would say this morning. Is this helping Anybody? All right, last thing I will say this morning about, you know, travel, I've said travel light. I've said travel. Hmm? I've said travel light. The, travel within. Fantastic, fantastic. You guys are amazing. That's why I love second service. You guys are my best service. Like, You guys are, you know, you're the real Christians. You love God. I, You know, stuff like first service people, I like, can hardly stand them, but you guys are. I just, amazing. what? What did they tell you? you, know, you know. Anyway, yeah, this is your own service, so just, just listen to it. All right. The last thing I'm going to say this morning is travel bright. Travel bright. Travel bright. You know, when I was young, I remember that there used to be this thing called a black and white TV. How many of you met the black and white TV? Black and white TV, basically, and that's your chance to look old. Just like wave the hand, like, yeah, black and white. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Oh, you don't even know what that is, you know. Um, you know, black and white TV was this amazing technological device at the time. Um, and basically, it depicts everything that is happening in black and white, you know, shades of it. So, you know, I remember a particular time that I was watching a game with some guys, a soccer game and on a black and white TV, and it was really small. It was like half of this, like it was a small black and white. They used to make things like that. I have one antenna like that. On top of it being black and white, the signal will still be shaking. You know, just a lot of that. There was a Nigerian match where in some camp, we sneaked out to go and watch the match and stuff like that. Um, but but, but here's the deal and here's what I was thinking about this morning. Anyway, you're watching a game on black and white TV. If I'm watching Chelsea, Man City, all right. You see, they're rowdy people, even in church. You You know, just, just an example I'm giving. Yeah, if you're watching Nigeria, Lesotho and Um, it's my sermon, I preach how I want, I use the examples I want, you know, or if you are watching Liverpool, Southampton there's no football being played this year, I've told you it's a scam, they're showing 1920 match so, if you're watching Nigeria Lesotho, and you know it's 2-0, Nigeria is winning you're watching on a black and white TV, you know the truth is that's the score, because it's black and white and the quality is poor and it doesn't really look like it, doesn't mean that on the black and white TV the score will be 1-0 it will actually be 2-0. Uh, do you understand what I'm saying? You might not be sure when exactly they even scored, Because sometimes you're checking, did he enter? Did he enter? It's, it's like he entered. Dude. It's like he entered. Then you just see them celebrating. You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you that know, stuff like that. But as technology advanced, 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 and, you know, these days you go in to watch a game and you're watching on some mad screen. Like, like this screen is like you are in the stadium. It's like as they score, you're even celebrating with them. You feel... They are real size with you as they're kicking, you are also kicking. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That the colors are colors are sharp, lush. You can touch the green. Psalm 23 is fulfilled. He makes me lie down in green pastures. You know what I'm talking about? You know, it's the same game, but the experience is different. But it's the same game, it's it's two zero, it's 2-0 And what I think is that many times as Christians, we think about our journey just from this point of, is it right? Am I traveling right? Am I traveling light? Am I doing what the Lord commands me? Am I doing what I should do? Am I going to the places I should go? Have I broken the relationship I should break? Am I, you know, all of that, all of that, all of that. But we don't think about it in terms of what is my experience of it we don't think about joy as something that we are called to actually live our lives because here's what you would find is that when we start to understand the traveling bride we understand that it's not just about what's going on but it's about our experience of it and here's what I want to encourage somebody this morning I want to encourage somebody that you know what God calls us not to journey not just to do what's right not just to follow Jesus but to follow Jesus with joy to understand that we're not just coming to the house of God like a punishment but I was glad when they said let us go into the house of God do you know that you can brighten every day of your life Do you know you can be walking through those same seasons And you can say I'm not going to allow a spirit of heaviness I'm going to take on a garment of praise Even today, even right here Even right now Do you know that you can brighten the experience With which you are traveling every day of your life And hey friends that's what I want to invite you to today I want to invite somebody today to say you know what It's not just going to be about doing right But it's also going to be about the how It's going to be me living every day of my life With that joy that comes from an assurance That God is at work here and now That joy that comes from an assurance that he did not leave me alone he did not abandon me he has a plan and a purpose over my life I may not know the plan but I know him who knows the thoughts that he thinks towards me I may not know what's going on I may not be able to explain it but I know a God who is on my side who is at work in my life even here and now and I want to encourage somebody today you can make every day that brightness you can live every day with that brightness that brightness that brightness and joy that comes from a life that is assured in what God is doing and today my encouragement is are you growing in that are you growing in that awareness of I'm not just called to travel right but I'm called to travel bright the experience is different friends the experience is different for many of you you're going to find this brightness just out of that sense of there's a traveling company You're going to find this brightness just out of that sense of, I'm not doing this thing alone. We all have those moments when the burden to travel light weighs heavy on us. We don't even know what to do. I'm letting go of things. I feel like I'm deprived and I just feel alone in that journey. I feel like Moses trying to lift up my hands and my hands are hanging down. But you know what God is going to do? He's going to give you an Aaron. He's going to give you a her that are going to strengthen your hands and you can find a brightness again that comes from that journey. For some of you, it's the burden of doing right. You're walking in a system. You're working in an office and making those right decisions is weighing heavy on you and you feel like you're losing your joy. You are holding integrity but losing your joy. Today I pray that you're going to rediscover a traveling company that can beautify that journey for you. You're going to have a life group where you guys can pray together and I can share and say this is what's going on in my life and we can pray together and I can find that joy and assurance. Somebody can be speaking into my life. I can have voices that hold me up and I refuse to lose that brightness in the journey. I refuse to just arrive at a destiny nation sad and agitated and angry. I choose to live every day of my life with that brightness and that joy that only God can give. You know the truth, friends? It's going to pump something fresh into your soul. With joy you're going to draw from the wells of salvation. There's something, there's something about a Christian that is full of joy. There's something about a Christian that hasn't lost that joy of salvation. There's something about a Christian that is overflowing with the joy that God gives. You know, Paul is writing to the Philippians and he's saying, Paul is writing this letter in prison, he's jailed up, and you think that's a time when Paul would say, "You know what, guys? Rejoice when you hear that I've been released." Okay, that's a good thing to do. Rejoice when you hear that things are better for me. Rejoice when the economy changes, or rejoice when you get that result you are waiting for. Rejoice when your health improves. Rejoice when you get your dream job. Rejoice. That all makes sense. But Paul is writing in the middle of a prison, and he says these words: "Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord always." Can I tell you the truth, friends? As as, long as I'm in the Lord, I have a reason to rejoice. As long as I'm in the Lord, I have a rejoicing here and now. It's not about tomorrow, it's not about what may happen. As long as I'm in the Lord, I have a reason to rejoice. But Paul knows that you know, some of these Philippians are stubborn people. They know they hear what they can be very stubborn. You tell them something, they're thinking you arguments and all of that. And so Paul says, You know what? I'll do. I'll write it one more time. Again, I will say. In case you didn't hear the first time, again, I will say. I pray that every waking day of your life, you would hear that. It's a double dose. Rejoice. If you didn't hear, rejoice. What are my options this morning? To rejoice or to rejoice? A or B. Rejoice or rejoice. Rejoice or rejoice. Situations may be bad, but God is good. Life may be tough, but God is for you, friends. Rejoice in the Lord find that brightness. Find that brightness. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. We are not abandoned children of a miserable God who left us to be confused. We are sons and daughters of a loving father of a good God who is for us and not against us. Rejoice in the Lord. Who told you that sadness you know is the currency of seriousness. So you're going around life. Everybody says, and oh, what's happened? I have serious things." Who told you that sadness is the currency of seriousness? You know going about life, say why are you sad yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm broke is it that if you are broke and you smile they will charge you do you understand what I'm saying what, what is the connection between being broke and what is happening in your soul, what's the connection what's the connection so it's like, I was telling you, my first time, it's like everybody is asked to pick a cover. You know, you want to act out a book of the Bible. You want to, you want to be like a cover picture for a book of the Bible. Hey, we want to do a Bible exhibition thing. We need volunteers to act as a cover of the Bible. So some of you all will say, you know what, I volunteer to live my life acting like Song of Solomons, you know. I'm just going to be all mushy everywhere, all romantic, all love ventured up and, and, you know, stuff like that. It's okay. Some of you are going to say, you know what, I'm going to be like Proverbs everywhere I go. I'm just spitting, punching, quotable the man. Don't let your background keep your back on the ground. Every setback is a setup for a comeback, you know. It's like that. Some of you will say you know what I'm going to be a cover book for revelations I'm going to just be revealing so you wear clothes it's just revelations revelations they, they say everybody stand up you can't stand up because revelations you came to do in church so you are pulling the clothes it can't go low I don't tear it that's the length that's the length it's just revelations that's what I'm out for Revelation, revealing everything everywhere and my assignment on not is revelations Some of you have made a personal choice to be the cover for lamentations. Lamentations. How are you? What? Just sad. Just sad. I'm a man that has known grief. But did you hear what even the writer of Lamentations, Jeremiah said? He said, but for the Lord's mercy will be consumed. This I recall to mind, therefore I have hope. Hey, come on, come on, come on. I know life goes rough, honestly. I know it gets tough, but come on, don't let the devil steal your joy. Hey, 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 we're going to travel bright. We're going to travel believing. Yes. This morning I can encourage somebody that there's an assurance we must not lose that just comes from knowing God is our work right here right now right here right now God is a good God listen Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever I know you have hope about him But listen, if he will ever be good one day, he's already good right here and right now. If he will ever be faithful, he's already faithful right here and right now. If you will ever have some good praise to give him, can you give him right here and right now, somebody? Come on, somebody. When last did you just give him the biggest praise you could? When last did you? When last did you get beyond yourself, somebody? Somebody come on you know that's one of the things we do when we come to church we help each other maybe you came to church this morning all heavy listen the bible says take on a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness maybe you don't even know how to do it you've got a traveling company here as everybody gets to praise I want you to lean in I want you to shout like you've never shouted come on somebody can we lift it up clap your hands somebody God praise somebody give God praise somebody this is the day the Lord has made I will rejoice and I'll be glad in it hallelujah they are making noise that's what we come to do why are you shout and that's what we do that's what we do oh. hallelujah we draw you a draw from the well done with all of this kind of stuff all i need is just revelation can we just be done with this kind of stuff listen to me it's not a good message when you go home with five points it's a good message when it changes something about your life the people that walk into church you don't understand what's happening now people walk into church the morning maybe you're in the middle of a season right now you feel confused you don't even know what to do in the middle of a season trying to figure things out at some point in your life you're going to find out you're going to find out but life is not just going to answer to how much you can think of things sometimes life is going to answer to who you can involve in your battles who you can involve in your battles who is involved with you it's something about god who inhabits the praises of his people the devil is going to do everything he can to just silence you You just feel like not that not that not that that's not the next thing that's not like i said i'm trying to think of how to pay back that money the next thing for me now is not at some point you're going to learn and realize there's just something about the miracle. I like that the Bible says, it says make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And do, do, do you know what? Hear me. Do you know? Because if the Bible said stuff like, you know what, if you are going through a tough season and stuff like that, calculate your way that led you in and reverse the calculation of how you escaped. Some of us know we, you know, our maths. it was narrow escape. Do you understand what I'm saying? We, we, we know we are not, you know, we have lost it. Right? If the Bible says, you know, you are going through stuff and you have to be able to explain in the dialect of your hometown how the demons of your village, you know, some of you know you can't, you're even afraid to go to your hometown. You You don't understand. But when the Bible gives you dummy things, dummy things, dummy things, like, like I watched both of my kids born, they came out making noise, like, dummy things. Like make noise. We, we were punished in school for doing that. Your, your name was always on the list of noisemakers. Noisemakers. Your name was always on the list for making noise, useless noise. Now the Bible says, do you know what? There's this dummy thing. It's still the same noise. All you need to do is to add joy to it. And that there is a miracle in that. Can we make a joyful noise this morning? Can we do that? Come on, you're not that dumb. You're not that foolish, you can't do that. Come on, somebody, make a joyful noise to the Lord. Yes. Thank you. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you that we're not just doing life. We're not just going through most moment, moments. We're not just going through motions. Thank you that you're doing something in us. That you're inviting us to. That you're calling us to. And I just pray, Lord, that this word is strengthening people by the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray for people in the realities of where they are, and all kinds of decisions and you know things that people are dealing with situations. God, I pray that the Holy Spirit is making this real to people. And Lord, that as we walk out of here and, you know, have conversations with one another, I just pray, Lord, that you're going to use this to channel our lives towards you. Let it draw us closer to your heart and to your purpose for us. We thank you for it. I pray in this room this morning for people that don't know Jesus, people that are not in a personal relationship with you. I pray, Lord God, that as we make an invitation, that you're going to convict their hearts of their need for you. And Lord, you're going to draw them to yourself. We pray for them this morning that you're going to give them courage to make that choice today. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name amen hey can we all stay standing everybody standing we honor this moment we love to give people a chance to say yes to jesus i don't know who you are how you came about being in church this morning but my question is are you in the right place with god you know there's only one way you can be made right with god it's by putting your faith in what jesus has already done you're not going to work harder you know try better you know and get right with god it's not going to happen it didn't happen for anybody if anybody here has a right standing with god it's because we put our faith in jesus and today can be somebody's chance I don't know who you are, how you came about being in church this morning. But my question is, are you in the right place with God through Jesus? If you say, you know what, at some point i would made a decision. But as we speak today, I know I've walked away from it. He's so glad to welcome you back today. If you say, I've never ever made that choice before. I don't even know what this is all about. It's just about you making that choice of surrender to a Savior who died a death that you deserve. So that you can have a life that you never deserved. A Savior who took up the guilt and the shame for your own sin. You don't have to go back in the guilt of sin. He paid for it. And today can be that miracle happening in your life. I'm asking everybody to stand because we honor your, your decision. i would ask everybody to just close their eyes and bow their heads. So that everybody, whether in the building or at home anywhere, can have a right to make a choice this morning. And my question is, can you confidently say you're in the right place? If you say, you know what, you're speaking to me. I need to be forgiven. I need Jesus this morning. I need to be made right with God. I'm going to count to three. I want you wherever you are to just put your hand on your chest. We want to pray for you just as a mark of making that decision this morning. Wherever you are, whether you're in the building or you're at home anywhere. One two three just put your hand on your chest where you are God sees you he knows you right now God bless you everybody doing that God bless you whether you're in this building or you're at home anywhere just put your hand on your chest this morning let him see you let him know your deliberateness this morning God bless you God bless you if you're at home I want you don't think it in your mind do it let him see you let him know God bless you all around the room God bless you now this is a family not a crowd we want to identify with you want to say prayer together this is a miracle that is happening in your life t- today today I'm just going to ask the whole church family to join in as we say this. Say, Heavenly Father, Father, I come to you today because you've made a way for me to come through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of your son, Jesus. Say, I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and he's the Savior of the world. Say, today, I confess Jesus as my Savior and my Lord. Say, please forgive me of the past give me a whole new start I will live for you, I will stand for you, fill me with your grace and I will never be the same say one day I will be with you in heaven in Jesus name, and everybody said amen, amen, amen can we celebrate a miracle, do you love the sound of a miracle come on let's never take it for granted, let's celebrate this morning a miracle has happened Hey, congratulations to everybody who prayed that prayer. You know what? We want to give you a gift. It's free of charge from our church. On your way out of the building this morning, if you're in the room, some people are going to be waving this, some of our team. Just tell them, I prayed that prayer. I need a copy. They'll give one to you. They'll love to know how they can pray for you. It's free of charge. Just pick it up. We just want to support you and stand with you. If you're online and you prayed that prayer, there's already information wherever you're following service about how you can let us know. We'd love to just be praying for you. But one more time, can we congratulate everybody who made that decision this morning?
0: We're so honored to have able to share this teaching message with you from Sycamore Church, Ibadan, Nigeria. We really hope you found it to be a blessing. To find out more about us or how you can receive more resources from our church or our pastor, Tolulokpaemudi, please visit our website www.sycamore.church That's S-Y-C-A-M-O-R-E .church or on Facebook and YouTube at Sycamore Church and on Instagram and Twitter at Sycamore underscore church. If you're ever anywhere around us, we'll be super honored to welcome you at one of our services.